G'day, teabaggers. Well, the good news is this episode recorded properly, so uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I was also on Todd Glass's show this week, the Todd Glass Show. Uh, I put a link on the Facebook page, but if you type Todd Glass Show into Google, you will find... Uh, whatever link you need on for wherever you listen to your podcast uh, but it's really great fun and i think you will enjoy it so check out the todd glass show if you are in la i am doing the all things comedy show on monday night with uh, dave anthony bill burr uh, tom rhodes anyway great lineup uh, so come and check that out on monday i'm doing uh, getting dug with high on wednesday and that'll be on YouTube um, or on the internet after that. But uh, you can actually watch it live, I believe, um, on Wednesday, American time. Uh, Getting Dug with High is the name of that. Uh, on Friday night, I'll be at the Comedy and Magic Club in uh, Hermosa Beach. On Saturday night, I'm doing Set List uh, with an amazing lineup at um, the Nerd Melt Theatre in LA. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of insane, uh, the lineup. There's so many good people doing uh, the Set List show on Saturday night. So if you love set list, it's always different, obviously. Um, uh, come and see it on Saturday night. It's going to be an absolutely massive one. It's only eight bucks, I think, if you book early for the Nerd Melt one. So if you're in LA, if you've got friends in LA and they want to come out and see a gig, I would highly recommend uh, Saturday night at Nerd Melt for set list. Um, other than that, I've got other gigs coming up around LA. I've got a whole bunch of gigs in the lead up to Montreal. And then in the week, uh, before Montreal from the 16th onwards I'll be doing some gigs in New York so if you're in New York and you want to come see me do some club spots um, I know I'll be doing Gotham and Caroline's and some other places as well so uh, I don't get to New York very often for shows and there are only going to be spots uh, at this stage but uh, if you want to come out and say hello or you know uh, see me do some sets then I will be doing them in New York I'll put all the details at willanderson.com.au but just follow me on Twitter or Facebook and I always plug them all uh, and then after that, Montreal, just for laughs. So I want to give that a big plug. Uh, I'm hosting the Australian shows with uh, Felicity Ward, a f- former uh, Fofop guest. Uh, Felicity Ward, a former Fofop guest, Dave Hughes. Uh, I, I think uh, Hilsey is on those shows as well. Anyway, it's a really great lineup. So uh, Joel Creasy, I think, is on those shows. Uh, if you're an Aussie in Montreal or if you're just someone who wants to come out and check some Aussie stand-ups in Montreal, come and see those shows. Uh and the big one is I'm doing my solo show, Will Illuminati, in Montreal on the last Saturday of the festival. So uh, it's the first time I've ever done uh, my solo show in Montreal, and it would be great if there was people there. So if you want to come out and see one thing, come and see me do an hour, do my solo show. That would be really awesome. All right, I'm going to get out of your way. I hope you enjoy this episode. Cheers. See ya. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian, or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. That's awesome. Is it a gritty reboot? We've been talking about Batman, like usual. <laughs> World Wars Lord. It's free, you know. I travelled through time. Finally. Totally. That's sex with happy mates. Well, you want a lazy Susan? It's a total fact. The father of Bart and the Holy Toast. Fire up the fucking flux capacitor and let's get guns. Now this is Tofop. Welcome to Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. No, fuck, I fucked it again. Why? Everyone relax. I, I did it again. It's I like think- every second, every, it's like Star Trek. Every second one's the shit one. No, it's the other way around Star Trek. 
Odd numbers are good. I think, to be honest, and look, I don't know this is absolutely true, but I think in the episode that we recorded last, I may have forgotten to switch it over to the microphones. What do you mean? Well, sometimes when I record without the microphones, it's got a different setting. And then I may have forgotten to... like. So we may have been talking to these microphones that whole last episode, and it was only recording on the device. Oh, right. Well, which that... I later then put on the ground. Ah. Oh. Can we hear it back now? It's going to be good for picking up Amy when she came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be louder. I mean, but it's last, not the first time we've done this. When I whispered this. into oh, the God. microphone, I'm terrible at that. It's the one thing I have to check. And it not because here's the thing. Was it a program thing or a plug thing? Well, I have this device where sometimes when you plug it in, it just registers that you're on the microphones, but sometimes yeah, for whatever it's just, reason well, it's the same it as when you do it in the garage band or and any you have program. to flick it over. And You've got to check the inputs. Yeah, I've got to check the inputs. I, look. I didn't check the inputs, man. <laughs> Listen here, rookie. Well, when I used to uh, record the podcast, back in the old days. Back in the old days. The wild, wild west of podcasting. Yeah. Uh, I learned that the hard way, mate. I would always check the inputs. Yeah. Always make sure there's an external mic connected. Otherwise, uh, you're going to record through the uh, in onboard mic and uh, your quality is going to be uh, diminished. Took me uh, 87 episodes of Tofop to learn that. Well, as people know who've been following this saga, it's taken me uh, over 100 episodes of Tofop to not learn that. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell you've done more on your own than we did together yeah I've that done, makes sense though yeah I've done like a hundred by this stage probably like I've like if there had been one hobbit in Lord of the Rings he would have got there much faster than all fucking five of them it's not a race man slow annoying. well it was only because it's easy for me to like find random people to do the podcast with was, than it was easy to for find us the to same find person, the same person the same ability yeah, yeah it's, it's much true, harder actually. I you mean in the same anyone. ways we're recording all these in a row now because I'm out of the how country for five months. How many conversations this. did you have with people that you just met or you know recently met? And you're I, like, oh I always, god, I need to drag them into a fucking podcast. Well, I always tried to get people um, on the podcast that I thought the audience would like. Can I just say it'll be hilarious if that last episode <laughs> was recorded on the onboard mic? I think it was. It would have. So there'll be some record of it. It won't be. Just oh no, 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 they'll be able to hear us. In fact, it just sounds horrible. Honest, no, it won't even sound horrible. It'll sound horrible when it fell off and it's smashed against the ground. Uh, luckily, you know that bit when your microphone plug came out? Yeah. That won't be so much of an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See that the microphone... There was a point where I was whispering into the microphone at one stage. Uh, that won't get picked up at all. Oh, my God. But when Amy came in, that'll be like much clearer than it would have been. Yeah, well, even so levels, yeah. Swings and roundabouts. Yeah, it's true. And there'll be a point where at the start it was recording up uh, like on the thing that I've got on now and then Ramona knocked it onto the ground and then I left it on the ground. So that so time... It'll, it'll seem like we got... So the whole time away. I was holding my microphone in front of Ramona's face to yeah. try and get the sound effects oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that you didn't. may actually be able to hear a moaner oh you'll be able to hear a snoring heaps better yeah right it'll be drowning out and anything so do you think saying. that definitely happened do you like percentage wise well, I'm is it climate that. change percentage like 97% I would say it's higher than I would say it's at least equal to if not higher than climate change percentage man made, made, made climate change there is, a, there is a possibility that when your microphone unplugged that it reset it to the other microphone state. Ooh. But I don't think that would be true because my microphone was still plugged in. This is going to be really interesting for people who have heard the episode and we're speculating like a couple of monkeys at the start of 2001. Right. Will's about to hit me with a bone. <laughs> he saw this big obelisk in the sky and now he's going to hit me with a bone. How do you think you would go if you were wor- working out stuff? Like if you... like Okay, so if you and I were dropped on a planet, yeah. right? And some other people. Yeah. So it's not weird. Or is it lost or a planet? Okay, lost or a, Yeah, that's yeah. good. Lost is a good example, actually. So, okay, we're on a plane and it crashes. 
we're flying over to LA to do the LA Podcast Festival. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the flight. It was Sydney to LA. Tell a band hear about it and say we have to take this shit down. There's no way to- <laughs> If we let Tofop into international waters, the world will end. It's just, it's a- we heard that episode about how they don't mind if you take things out of a country. <laughs> we know what's happening on this plane. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Um, yeah, so we land on an island and it's us and a bunch of other survivors. What do you think your role is immediately? Like, say it's, like, say it's the existing, like, you can be one of the existing cast of Lost. Did yeah. you watch Lost enough to? The first series. Okay. I mean, I know what it is. Yeah, that'll do. So one of the existing cast of Lost, which role do you immediately play? Charlie. Easy. Charlie. Because Charlie was wasn't the necessarily. No, just because he wasn't necessarily the alpha Because you love heroin? He no, took a lot of heroin in that first. No, series. if we're just talking character, mm. not flaws, it's uh, it's more like because he was not the alpha male, uh-huh. but he, you know, he could do get stuff done. He was caring for a female, like yep. protective of a female. You're into pregnant chicks. Kind of funny. Kind of, uh, kind of very self-centered though. Was he? Well, yeah. And first, all I saw was the first series. Self-centered. Well, maybe this isn't going to work because he the was first a rock series. star. Okay, maybe I'm not Charlie then. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. That's, that feels okay for you, Charlie. Well, whatever, Carol. Well, how about this? You tell me what you who you think I most closely resemble. Well, see, now that you've said Charlie, I think that's actually not too bad a choice. You'd be Charlie or you would be Hurley. Hurley? Hurley, yeah. Hurley? Yeah. What was Hurley lovable? Everybody loved Hurley. But he was a bit of a like loser, right? Well, yeah. Hey, well, you <laughs> son of a bitch! Well, he kind of wasn't. He kind of wasn't. In the real world, he had just won the lottery. Yeah. But since he won the lottery, everything went bad for him. He was one of those guys that, oh, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And That's he won- not me, though. I don't have bad luck. No, no, no. But, like, I mean more in the way they get along on the island. Not that what their yeah, life right. was beforehand. So, okay. I mean, like, you on know, a, we, in a, that on a ecosystem, purely, where do you fit in? On a pure, put your rider hat on for a second. On a purely, like, character dynamics level, what was Hurley's function in the narrative? Uh, so he was the voice of the audience. Right. He asked the questions that the audience would be question- yeah, asking. Right. Okay. You know, why are we on this island? Why are we going back in time? What's going on now? He was Explain expo- that expo- thing. Ex- ex- he was exposition guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> but in a really fun way, like because yeah. they wrote it with comedy. Yeah, but he was an observer. But he's also the most important. Like I mean, spoilers. But if you haven't seen the you know end of Lost, then you know we'll hear. It. I'm going to talk about the end of Lost. Uh, he gets left on the island to look after the island at the end of Lost. So what, in some ways, why is the island need looking after? Well, the island needs like island the islands, you know, because of magic and stuff. Oh, that clears things up. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that was as much of an explanation as we got. So, uh, But hang on, but why is he staying? Is there people to protect? Well, the island needs a guardian. So why? towards the end, you'd realize there was this guy called Jacob who'd been controlling a lot of things. And Jacob had been the sort of the guardian of the island for a long, long time. And Gabe, So he was like the knight in um, Indiana Jones 3 that yeah. was to guard the... And then Jacob died. Holy Grail. And no. then... What's the third Indiana Jones? Indiana the Ark. The Ark, no, no, the covenant, no, no, ark no, no, of the, the Covenant. is Holy Grail? Yeah, it's Holy Grail. It's the cup. Oh, the Holy Grail. What's it yeah. called? The Last Crusade. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They go for the Holy Grail. Yes. Yeah. As hundreds of collectors told us, we're all searching for the Holy Grail. Yeah. That's what that movie was about. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been great if that Hunters and Collectors song played. It'd be so good. <laughs> I mean, because the thing is in that film, they started out seeking fortune and glory. It was a short song, but, but it's a hell of a story. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that grand final we went to and there was the pre-match entertainment 
and we picked every song that was going to play, like over the PA. It wasn't like the live band, but they were uh, playing like, you know, footy oh, yeah, songs. Right. And we picked it. We said Up There, Kazali, oh, yeah, Holy definitely. Grail. What's yep. the other one? There's a couple other classics. That's the thing about football, probably. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I actually miss I misstep because uh, an old T-Fop favourite, I, I, I thought there'd be a Coulda Beans inclusion, like yeah. – uh, uh, the uh, well, technically, Red Hot Go. Yeah, but technically Greg Champion was one of the writers of That's the Thing About Football. Yeah, right. It was Greg Champion and Paul Kelly. Really? Yeah, and someone else. But. Well, I, I think maybe I've spoken about this before, but I used to uh, – there's a two group – there's two AFL groups in Sydney, Melbourne called The Bangers, who are basically dudes who <laughs> go to brothels and have a, lots of uh, unprotected sex. And uh, – no. The Bangers are guys who get together and, like, they just do AFL training drills. They don't oh. play footy on the weekend. It's just like a, they train twice a week. And not to sound wanky or whatever, but a lot of the guys who do it are musicians or actors or in the entertainment industry where they can't sort of commit to playing for a team, but they want to – train like it's a like a football session yeah that sounds wanky so paul kelly is in that group are you calling yeah. him a wanker no it just sounds wanky when you say it. <laughs> it does it does and that's why i didn't want to say it but that's the best way to explain it is no, no, no. i mean not everyone is like in entertainment but it's it's for people who have but like schedules that when i stopped playing footy like social footy with mm. my friends it was really early in my life and i love footy i love playing football and um even though it's probably the main reason that I can't fucking walk as an adult, but <laughs> but you I take still take it back. You know what? I've thought about that a few times, and I think that I got so much joy from playing football, and like I think my lifelong love of football has come at least from the fact that I played football. That like, no, I don't think that I would take it back. To be honest, um, but I my uh, fucked shoulder that I've had for ten years. Yeah. And I know, not no way trying to compare it to your thing. But that was because I played football, and it's troubled me my entire right. like adult life. Like uh, I basically dislocated my shoulder, and from then I've just had constant. And problems. would you take it back? Um, well, the 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 because when what happened, I had the injury, dislocated my shoulder, went and saw a physio, and you know he said, look, I think four or five weeks physio. Then that became like you know a month. That be- uh, you know sorry, two months, three months, four months, and then in the end he said, look, do you make money from football? And I said, no. And he said, do you love it? And I said, I like it. And he's gone, stop playing. Yeah. And I was just like, shit. I mean, I did love it, but, you know, I knew I was never, like, I just did it for fun. And I just don't think uh, Brett Tucker and Vaughn have a joke about me. Because <laughs> we used to like play kick to kick and shit like that. And they used to laugh at me. They say, I've got a body built for theatre sports. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've, I have don't like, throw me a football, throw me a town, yeah, that's and it. throw me an emotion. I don't ask people to hand pass; I ask yeah. them to pass a slap. Right, but you're a very good team player because you're always yes ended <laughs> even on a football field. Well, here's the thing: I'm yeah. not, I'm not a bad. You wouldn't football. tackle people; you just put your arms through and do expert double <laughs> figures. I'm not a bad footballer, <laughs> but I'm not naturally blessed. I am your classic halfback flanker, yeah. dower halfback flanker, heaps of heart. So I don't look. I'm not good to watch. Like my kicking style maybe rivals, you know, Clint Jones on occasion. You know, like mm. I'm not, but I'm more than made up. So they, their theater sports thing is that, well, dude, like if you actually played it, if I, you know, Brett Tucker, for instance, is on the other side. He looks like a fucking Greek god. Yep. And so when we play kick to kick, like there's no way if you're competing for a mark against someone with like a natural leap and you're me, like a, basically a hobbit, you're going to have any chance. Right. Unless they had a hobbit league. Like you would, what? you would dominate in like a midget league. Like well, if, they, if they had that. like a, 
Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if they had, if they reassessed it so that, like, the height of little people, to make little people, like, you know, to make midgets and dwarves, and I know I'm not meant to say that, I'm only saying that as an example of, I understand the correct term is little people, but um, if they had a little person's leg, right? But they decided to broaden out the idea of little people, to demystify the idea of little people. They classified little people as anyone, like, you just scraped in. Yeah. Like, in the same way as Aaron Sanderlands. So they say anything under six foot. Right. Is like considered a little person, and then it's six foot and over. I don't right? think I don't think I dominate under six foot. Maybe you, if it was under five four, if it's all libbers, if libber was the cutoff, oh uh, yeah, okay, I think yeah, I'd be yeah, a chance yeah, yeah. because at least I play. I'd be like Aaron Sandilands. Okay, yeah. Libber. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like you could yeah. be like the Aaron Sandilands of the midget yeah. league, the yeah. mini league. Well, when I first went to LA, it was before the 2008 grand final, and I went to a pub to watch it. And there were dudes there, American dudes from the Santa Monica Sharks. It was uh-huh. like the American, like the California and Aussie Rules Footy League. Sure. So I don't know how many people will play or whatever, but they were going around trying to get, you know, people to sign up. And then they heard my accent. They're like, "Oh my god, you know, you should play for us." And I, in my head, a fantasy in my head that I'm like, I'm like this cho- the chosen one. Like I right. arrive and it's like, you know, he knows how to play the game. And like I, you know, because I must, I dominate against a bunch of people who have never played it before. Right. I definitely would dominate those guys. But if there was an expat, like I imagine, like Chris Hemsworth, for instance, just yeah. say he plays. Uh-huh. I mean, if he's got even like 20% ability, he would probably smash me. Okay, so I have a fantasy that when I get my hips done... You get springs put in? I get springs put in and like I suddenly have like super legs. And and urge to kill your girlfriend. And I can like, you know, and suddenly I can like play in the AFL. Yeah. And I'm down at the club in my new ambassador role. Is this true? You actually do have this? This is a fantasy? Yeah, yeah. All right, hit it it on the head. Yeah. And uh, so like basically what happens is I get my hips done and whatever happens while they're redoing my hips, it means that for whatever reason I can now kick it like 70 meters. Yeah, yeah. And like so I'm down at the club in my ambassador role. Uh, I'm now an ambassador of my football. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm so pretty jealous. into that. And so, um, you uh, your name on a jumper, dude. Got my That's name so on cool. an actual jumper, signed by all the players. I'd love that, but I'd have to end up killing like Eric Banner. Molly I've got Meltrum. the number two. Well, this is the thing about barracking for a team that does not have the glamour and success <laughs> of some other teams. Like at other clubs, I would be on a long list. Like when they're trying to rope in a celebrity to do something, that's the thing. I like, would be down the bottom St. of that Kilda list. Doesn't have any success, but we have a long list of celebrities. Yeah, like I mean, I'd be on fucking Reese Muldoon, and he's like a bisexual football fan, right? Like Saint Swans, you yeah. Know? But I'd still be behind him. I keep saying to the publicists at work, like that's what I want more than right. anything. Don't, you know, just like get me that uh, somehow put me in touch with the Saints, but because, you know, in Sydney and stuff, there's much more of a entree into Sydney. I'm not even in the country, man. And they, uh, yeah, they're right. just happy to yeah, have me you're involved. much more famous than me. Well, apparently. But then Eric Banner is much more famous than you. Yeah. So that's who I'm competing against. I know. Well, this is the point at my club is like, uh, so I have the number two jumper, right? Yeah. And uh, the person who has the number one jumper, Julie Gillard, former Prime Minister of Australia. Yeah, but I reckon they're... That's a take back. They'd take that back. Well, it's a mulligan. Now they would. But yeah. she was Prime Minister of Australia. It's a yeah, good person to have your number one. So when like Paul Keating and Collingwood, yeah. and like was he ever a ticket holder or was it just like an honorary ambassador? I don't think Paul Keating had ever watched a game of AFL football. And neither had John Howard. Or, so when was the last kind of AFL following pre- Prime Minister? Bob, Bob Hawke was... Bob Hawke was Victorian. Was so it? I imagine he probably liked the footy. Was he, was he Collingwood as well? Hawkey. I don't know. He should have been the Hawks, right? That should have been the Hawks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was he our last like likable PM? Like, if in terms, if there was a percentage of like crossover, yeah, 
He's yeah, definitely. Last, yeah. Yeah, the one that people actually liked. Well, even like people from the other side yeah. would be like, well, he's Bob the Hawk. most tolerable. Yeah, definitely. Our last Prime Minister, the last great Australian Prime Minister, the one who... Um, I mean, I just I love when I tell Americans about Bob Hawke and I say, oh, oh you know the what? last great one. So you think he was better than Paul Keating? Oh, uh, look, there was a lot of mistakes on a political level, really quickly. There was a lot of mistakes the Hawke government made. But... Uh, they did a lot of things that set up this country to have a great deal of success as well. And I thought Bob Hawke was a, a very good prime minister. Sometimes the smartest person in the room isn't the best prime minister. I thought he was a pretty good prime minister, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, and in the same way as, like, if you believe in his side of politics, John Howard was probably a pretty good prime minister. Yeah. He was probably never the smartest guy in the room either. Yeah. Like, they're people who he were, was like the flip side. He was like the dark right. version of Bob Hawke. Darth well, not Vader. the dark, but he was no, Darth Vader. Vader. He was like a mini. He Darth was Vader. the uh, yeah. He was the he was like officer. Darth Vader from Spaceballs. He was like he was he Bob Hawke was. What was Bruce Darth Willis Vader? What was Darth Vader called in Spaceballs? Um, the tiny Darth, Darth Vader. Darth Helmet. Darth Helmet. He was Darth Helmet. <laughs> oh my god! John Howard was Darth Helmet. <laughs> he fucking was. He was. Has no one picked up on that before? <laughs> I don't think that Spaceballs was a big reference. When it he goes, but he is. He was Darth Helmet. He was Darth Helmet. That's yeah. right. So, you, because you know more about politics than me. So, why does PK, Paul Keating, who uh, succeeded, with, how did yeah. he get into power? It was like he. He was uh, the treasurer. In, yeah. So, if there's nothing that our American fans of this podcast like more than our Australian Reels football uh, conversations that obscure Australian politics. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's a leader so, of our fucking country. You said last episode, why don't we take more pride in who we are? Uh-huh. Like Americans would just accept the fact that if they talk about George Washington or whatever, right? It's a good point. Yeah. So yeah. why are we don't, don't apologise? Yeah. You right? Yeah. Yeah. They were presidents. They're always presidents in America. Did you know that? What do you mean? Like you know, Bill Clinton's still the president. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. still the president. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he can't just come in and. Yeah, but he, the people still call him Mr. President. They should do that. What? Once you've been president, you should join like a board of like presidents. Why? Because well, as in presidents of the United States or presidents of yeah, the president you should tour as the president. I think like States. I think like the president of like the local Rotary Foundation. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I meant the president of the United States. Like once you've been president of the United States, you should go onto the like some super president council where like they can just consult you for like if like if it's a big issue, like if like if nine eleven happens, mm. they can call in like it's it's essentially like a Justice League or like a, an Avengers mm. where like or a Doctor Who, you know, where they have like the doctors from the past yeah yeah like it's the p- political equivalent of that but why so people would be like oh my god 9-11 happened this is like a full president situation and then they have like and they all and get they in a room they and they of, like they kind of do that their anyway. rings come together but I'm just talking about oh, more like pageantry like yeah, you know like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like people are really into the idea you know of like, what it is? It's like, like this is a big issue like the plane like, goes missing so suddenly three presidents are involved it's like the know? Hunger Games like the past winners of the right. Hunger Games yeah, like they celebrate it. You can bring people out of it. But they kind of do that during political campaigns. They'll right, but out. I want to do it in a more formal way where they reactivate them where, as president. Where we drop them in a forest and they have to kill each other with weapons lying around. <laughs> no, I just mean in a way that, like, you know, say Barack Obama might go, like, uh, we can't find this plane, so I'm re- reactivating President Clinton. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he, like, comes back and he, at the time he's, like, got special... That's what it's like. Yeah. So it's like President Who. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> That's a good name for a punk band. Proto proto <laughs> punk band. President, president who? who? Wait, president who? I don't vote. I'll dig a moat to keep you fuckheads out. President who? What a great band. I dug a moat. I know how to float. I, I once bought a goat. I love the. The, the first issue, even in your little, uh, you know, fucking speculative song, was keeping up foreigners. Mate, that was Australia. literally the first thing you went to was I've I'll dug a moat. Mo- yeah, to keep you fuckheads out. But I wasn't talking to keep about refugees. Out your boat. No, no, I talk about like politicians. It's a punk band. They're called yeah. President Who. Right. So they're digging a moat, saying you're not going to too much government, man. Oh, right. We run ourselves. Right. But nice that you went to the racist area. No, no, no. I was xenophobic. My question, <laughs> before we got into this yep. awkward discussion, uh-huh. so PK, Paul Keating, who yep. succeeded uh, Bob, Bob Hawke, he's sort of known yes. as being like, he's like, the lib- he's like the liberal kind of poster boy. Like conservatives always point back to him as being like this kind of like darling of the Chardonnay set. Uh-huh. So why was that? Is it because he do not, donated a lot to the, I mean, because he legislated he was very in favour of, of the, the arts. arts. Yeah. He's very, uh, he's very well-spoken. Was Very he high polluting. Because he was. Polluting. I thought. He, I mean, I don't think he. I mean, he was well, a good orator. He's but he, what he, I was. He, didn't he sound was. A, he was a great speaker. Yes, and he had an amazing speechwriter by the name of Don Watson. Right. Who wrote most of his most famous great stuff? Yeah. So Keating was a big ideas man, but yeah. Keating was like a hustler. Keating had yeah started off as a rock and roll band manager. You know, he was like a guy who went into politics and like fought his way up the system. And but didn't he, he was leave like, school? Like he's a high school. Lesson, yeah, he right? was a high school a school dropout. You know, like so he. But he became he was a beauty school dropout. But he. And he I told him go prize. back to high school. He also won second prize in a beauty contest playing Monopoly. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> All right, go on. Pass. <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> Suddenly judging what are jokes and what are not. So, um, uh, so, but then he became obsessed with like, you know, uh, yeah, antique furniture and, you know, it, like expensive big, the big suits. St- I remember and, the stab that yeah, would be the yeah. $6,000 Italian suits. Yeah. And so he was kind of this, uh, yeah, and look, you know, people did, people of the left certainly adored Keating, but he was, you know, as manipulative and, you know, horrible as, as all of them are. I mean, are. the way he got into power was fairly kind of aggressive, I mean, right? it's essentially, like, it was, it was essentially like- They had an agreement. They had an agreement. And then Hawke reneged. Yeah, well, I mean, it's politics. But know. it's like, the, it's, but, you know what it is? It's fucking Conan O'Brien and fucking Jay Leno. That, well, that's what it was. We had that before you yeah. fuckers went through but, that but shit. But it, it was the leader of, leaders of our country. Yeah. That was like they had a handshake that one was going to hand it over to the other. Yeah. And then fucking Leno didn't want to leave. Yeah. Hence Bob Hawke. Bob Hawke didn't want to leave mm. because Bob Hawke was like, you know what? We're a good fucking combination. You know what? And they kind of resembled them because Bob Hawke was gray haired like right. Leno. Yeah. Keating and was much lanky. more mainstream. <laughs> yeah. And Keating was like fucking edgy. Yeah. And not lanky. for everybody. Yeah, and people yeah. were like, it's true. some people really fucking loved him. They were Team Keating. Well, but that's what it was. We had our own late night wars, but they're in charge of our country. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and, and like the late night wars, they kind of destroyed both of the people who ended up in them. You know, regardless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Keating, uh, he did won. He, so did he not recover from that? Well, Keating won the unlosable, uh, won the unwinnable election against John Houston, Doctor John Houston, Doctor John Houston, Houston, same thing. You're thinking about Michael John? John Houston. I am. Houston. <laughs> uh, the, hey, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Not that guy. 
Uh, Dr. John Houston, which was uh, I have spoken on podcasts with other people about this fact, but um, uh, I think that the moment our modern politics in Australia went terribly, terribly, terribly wrong was when John Houston won, uh, lost that election. And the reason is I'm not making a judgment based on his policies, policies or politics. I'm making a judgment on he was the last politician who went to an election and told us exactly what he was going to do. Honestly. <laughs> he spelled idiot. it out in like 70 pages and told people. And what happened was Paul Keating went on the rampage and picked it all apart and yeah. you know embarrassed him and you know he fell apart. And since that day, no one has ever actually told us what they're going to do when they get no. into oh, we're, power. We're seeing that happen right now. I mean, I don't know when this is going to air. But oh, well, I mean, it's, not, it's not like it's going to have changed. Like the point is that like the last two... And last two governments we've had, let's just say that last two governments we've had have proved that they are willing to lie and cheat. How fucking is that? But why are people surprised? Right, but this is the problem, Charlie, is that, uh, well, he's, and I've spoken about this before, but we've got to get rid of uh, election campaigns. Just get rid of them. Let's get rid of all funding yeah, yeah, to election campaigns and but all funding to major political bodies so they're not in the pocket of big business. Because the reason that's doesn't big matter business- if you still have fucking like uh, Rupert Murdoch behind you, you don't need. I mean, he's basically running a campaign. It's the same forces are still going to work. They're just going to do it through legal means, right? But let's at least get them to do it through legal means because you know what? At least then we can get them That's to pay their certain their amount of tax rather than being in the pocket of those people. Mm. So we let them get away with the huge amount of like you know the, it is they're a- charging fucking pensioners and unemployed people seven dollars to visit a fucking doctor yeah. when they let Rupert Murdoch get away with a fucking six hundred million dollar fucking tax bill or whatever. The it fuck is it, was. it is like a total affront to democracy that you are letting certain people have influence. That's the complete opposite. That our country is being like a lot of the policy of our country. Well, this is the big one that always comes to me. Is there's a for our overseas listeners? If you've not tuned off after the uh, Australian politics <laughs> and the uh, AFL I, I think if but, you're listening to it and we did the Conan Jay Leno thing, you're totally into it as an American. You oh totally yeah, totally understand. Hook you guys back in. So okay, I want to put it to you this way with Rupert Murdoch, right? If someone came into the Australian political scene right now, the Australian is a newspaper in Australia, which is a national newspaper, and I don't like to put labels on things, but I think most people would agree it has a conservative position or what some people would call a right-wing position. I don't think that right and left are labels that are particularly helpful to anyone in a debate where people can be you know, progressive and conservative on a bunch of different issues. Mm. But anyway... All right, so uh, the Australian is a national newspaper that's a bit conservative. So um, it loses somewhere between thirty plus million dollars a year, right? Oh, right. Yeah, I didn't know that. So if the Australian newspaper didn't exist and Rupert Murdoch came to the table and said, "I'm going to start a newspaper," and he said, "They were like, oh, that's brilliant. We're glad you're going to start a newspaper. Thank you, Rupert. I know you're not an Australian citizen anymore. You changed to being an American citizen for tax purposes. But you know what? We still appreciate that you were an Australian and you were allowed to have a debate and room in this, like, you know, okay, thanks for starting a newspaper. Um, What's your financial model? Oh, no, 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 I'm going to lose $30 million a year. Why are you starting a newspaper? Like, why would anyone start a newspaper where they're going to lose $30 million a year. 
oh, well, I just, I, I'm actually going to publish it just so it's full of my own beliefs and I can push the agendas that I want to push because I believe that it's worth the $30 million that I'm investing in this right now. And to I'm worth cover off. $6 billion or right. right? But for all the things that I'm going to put pressure more? on What's governments he worth? or whatever. How much is he worth? Is it billions? I mean, a lot. Billions. Billions. Yeah. Billions? Billions. But the, the point is that Sorry. that's yeah. Thanks for getting me bogged down in that detail that we didn't clear up. We just yeah. said billions. It's worth him paying the thirty million dollars a year right. to have a newsletter, essentially the, a newsletter for all the yeah. It's his newsletter. Yeah, it's his group email newsletter. But then he but that, but it doesn't make sense because the Daily Telegraph or the Herald Sun are all his newsletters as well. But they right. actually make him money, I assume. Well, so why doesn't he? Yeah, pay? less and less as it goes. But why, why? Well, because well, they run two different agendas. The Australian I know, runs. But don't like you a, reckon Daily Telegraph has more reach? Right, but my Anyone point is, to, my point is, why do you run something that loses thirty million dollars a year? It's because what is the only reason yeah, yeah, yeah. that you would have something like if any other business consistently lost thirty million dollars a year, you would shut it down. Yeah. So there's got to be a reason, a reason that you believe is worth thirty million dollars to you per year yeah. for you to have that thing. Yeah. What is that? reason well how does he go when it's like a can like a uh like a left-wing government in power so you know just say when keating or hawk was in power right. like that's a bad investment because you'd be saying if you were his advisor you'd say like okay, you're losing 30 million dollars a year but you know these guys they might take on 10 percent of your suggestions but they're you know committed to the unions or whatever or you know whatever it is so why would he keep that up? Well, firstly, he is by nature aggressive uh, and conservative. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, he he wants. I suppose it's not di- like, the no donating matter to a cause, right? And he can afford it because it's a tiny percentage of his income, right? And he believes in a world I mean, where he gets yeah, to run everything. It'd be no different to you, someone calling you and saying, "Hey, there's a group in this city that are trying to start racist propaganda." We're trying to get, you know, um, some donations in just so we can, you know, let people know. We want to start like a newsletter or a campaign letting people know that there's this insidious kind right. of force coming through. It's uh, 500 bucks. You'd be, okay, you'd donate, wouldn't you? Right. Yeah. I'm going to call you tomorrow and say that. <laughs> uh, you know what it's actually like? What? I've had a moment, a horrible moment of self-realization because I realized that I have a podcast in which... I spend a lot of my own money and lose a lot of money to put my views out <laughs> to the world. So essentially, Rupert Murdoch is just doing a $30 million dollar podcast. podcast. <laughs> Roofop. But he gets everybody else to like write his shit. He does as the... Yeah. Yeah, that's But that's true. not great for democracy. That's my point. It's like... Well, it's different because we've got fucking... Yeah, we're ants. You know, the great thing about uh, podcasting and, you know, uh, free uh, like free media is that everyone gets a, a say. But right. it's unfair when you, like, dominate the avenues to get that message out. I mean, that's the weird thing is... I, was, I, I mean, I, I don't know why because I'm just buying into it. But like I read an Andrew Bolt column the other day uh-huh. and it was one of his most empty headed, desperate to I fucking... Mean, ma- well, because... That's what they at the all time, are, at the, Charlie. No, but at the time I read this is when... Because I don't know what I've come to the conclusion to with Andrew Bolt that he is either genuinely stupid, which yeah. he might be, or he is smart and 
intentionally provoking people. I think, I think that's what this one is. Because, that's worse. Uh, because I don't know if you read it. This was a like, terrible this was, this was from today's paper. Did you read this? No. And this is one of his, like, sometimes... I the, go through periods where I read it all because I'm like, I should know. And then I go through periods like, why am I even wasting my time for people, on what this fucking idiot For thinks? people overseas, particularly Americans, and I don't know if this has been brought up before, but he's basically, if he was an American, he'd be on Fox News. Right. So he's like a Bill O'Reilly, Sean Hannity... Loudmouthed fucking ignoramus, right? Yeah, but without any of like, but I mean, no it makes facts. those guys look like fucking okay. Stephen Hawking. So he had a full like column, like a full yeah. page, and the story was about, and this is like, I mean, it's just so funny. He's our like number, well, according to him and the paper, the number one columnist in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was talking about. Um, I'd be a bit sus on that, by the way. I oh, think yeah, that just totally. means, I think that just means that he has a blog. That is, a, it's, it's the, in the newspaper that's most read newspaper. Yeah, because it's all about football. Yeah, and he just happens to be the columnist yeah. that like no one reads. Right. But anyway, so his whole article was about, and he's done this a few times where like a film will come out and he will look uh, at yeah. the analogy. And so with this, it's like you know, because um, the 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 drawing, the political cartoon, was uh, Godzilla in front of a wind farm. Uh-huh. And so the thrust of the article is this new film's come out and it's made, you know, $200 million and apparently it's an allegory for like, you know, um, climate change or environment, the environmental impacts humans. Because I don't know if you know this, but Godzilla, like the original film, it was a reaction to Hiroshima. Uh-huh. The Japanese made it and Godzilla is a kind of metaphor for, you know, the devastation of the Hiroshima bomb. It's like right. the evil that men, like the evil that men do creates this kind of, agent of evil that comes in and destroys everything. Our That's- buildings have been destroyed by who? A metaphor. Yeah. So anyway, the new metaphor for Godzilla isn't Hiroshima. It's apparently, because I haven't seen the film, but it's apparently, you know, mining... Um, you know, uh, burning of fossil fuels. So, you know, that's what Godzilla is. You know, we're destroying ourselves. We've, we've uh-huh. created this monster that's going to yeah. destroy us. So Andrew Bolt's article is, he was saying like, oh, here we go again, the left-wing agenda and popular media. Do you want to? Here we go again, you know, the left-wing agenda and popular media. But then he didn't actually address any of the facts. For instance, the fact that 97% of scientists have looked into this said, look, there could be a chance that it isn't man-made, but it's statistically insignificant against all the evidence we have, you know? like. Oh, well, my thing is, I always say to people, like, because I will make Andrew Bolt jokes online and, like, because his fans are, like, the maddest of all fans. Oh, really? And, Does he have fans? Oh, yeah, like, rabid, rabid wow. fans. And uh, so, but the thing I always say to them is, like, I hope Andrew Bolt's right. Because if Andrew Bolt's not right and fine. all the scientists are right, we're fucked. Yeah. Because yeah. here's what all the scientists are telling us. Yeah. We're fucked. Yeah. Like it may already be too late. No, it is too late. That's what people no, no, are no. saying. They say it is too late. Right. We cannot stop it. We can potentially slow it down if we pump the brakes. Right. But we're not pumping the brakes. So That's- if the scientists are right, yeah. right, then we are fucked. Yeah. So who's guess who I think who who I hope is right? Yeah. Andrew Bolt. Yeah, yeah definitely. But here's my problem with that. Of all the things that I've heard Andrew Bolt say, most of them have been wrong. Yeah. Often demonstrably wrong. Yeah, yeah. With facts and evidence. Yeah. So I just assume that on this I like I hope that on this one subject mm. he's lucked into actually being right Wouldn't as be opposed amazing? to not his one thing he got. It'd right. be fucking great. And I'd be fine to bow down before him and fucking give him a high five and go, I'm glad that you were right. Yeah. I up until this point thought you were the world biggest biggest cockhead. Yeah. But I'm glad that you were right. Yeah. 
Did but you, I hope I don't think he is. I don't know if there's a Tony Abbott quote that maybe you missed while you're away, where he talked about uh, you know they that that report came out about the 97 percent. Yeah, 97. Is it everything? It's okay, I'm just checking. Yep, all good. That report came out about the 97% of scientists saying that climate change, uh, man-made climate change is real yep. and that we can't stop it, we can potentially slow it down. And Tony Abbott was asked about it and he said, Australia is a land of floods and fires. It's always been that way. Yeah. Okay. Was he just quoting, I love a sunburned country? <laughs> That's an opinion. Yeah. Right? Right. That's an opinion. That's an a opinion. belief. Like, yep. I believe, you know, giant reptiles control the world. I believe that you're entitled to it. Yeah. Science is evidence, fact, research. Right, yeah. There, There is actual data that yeah. suggests this is happening. Uh-huh. So you saying that is denial. Right. You're the leader of our country. You're not meant to be in denial. No. You can't be in denial. What happened? That was fine. Is Tony Abbott it was winning, just batteries. <laughs> yeah. My, my big one is um, uh, I want to go up to them and say, do you honestly believe no matter what your personal beliefs are in this topic, but Tony Abbott, for example, the Prime Minister of our country at the moment, he has a gay sister. And I honestly want to say to him, I say, do you honestly believe, take out your beliefs on whether you think gay people getting married is right or wrong. Do you honestly believe that in your lifetime, gay marriage won't be legal here? Like, do you honestly believe that? Because I find it hard to believe with 20 countries now having gay marriage and people accepting it so with, with so open arms and there being, you know, no issue yeah, issue with it. That, like, do you honestly believe that in your lifetime we won't have it here? Well, okay. Because, A, if you believe that, then you're not the person who should be in charge of our country. Mm. But secondly, if you don't believe that, why do you want to be one of the last people? Like, why do you... Like, you know, if it's going to happen, yeah. don't you want to be the people who made it happen, yeah. not the one just before the people? Because yeah, yeah. then you're the worst people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's But also the thing that blows my mind is, you know, so, uh, you know, a lot of the Western governments that still, you know, haven't completely endorsed gay marriage or whatever are also kind of invested in a war against people who they say prohibit the lifestyle of their people, you know, like right, you know, right, sh- Sharia law or whatever it is. Like, you know, there is this kind of Shania Twain. You mean? Yeah, yeah Shania yeah. Twain. Like, we must stop the music, Shania Twain. Yeah. No, like, because you know, especially especially people who are Islamophobic or whatever say, well, you know, look at the, you know, the way they treat their women, or they can't do this, or they can't do that. It's like, yeah, um, my brother can't get married. <laughs> right, can't get married. Uh, but somehow, what your brother is kind of you're like the same. My like, brother. I don't know. I only got one guy. No, no. I say, but your brothers. What as you in, you are brothers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, not your brothers, as in, <laughs> they, like, they your two brothers. Who want to marry each other. What are you saying? <laughs> your, yeah. you are brothers. Yes. You and your brother. Yeah. Like, you are the same person, yeah. essentially. But he cannot get can't married. get married. No, even though... How is that not the weirdest fucking thing in the world? Even though, if I was to get married, there's, like, a more than 50% chance that it would end. Oh, imagine if you had to explain that to people. Oh, so we're all... Oh, Ramona. So we're all the same, right? Yeah. Oh, God, we're going to pause that. We're just going to get out. <laughs> I, um, I read this interesting article on Vice yep. uh, that's about... Uh, the gay marriage thing made me think about, which the was... The Miami Vice fan magazine. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, uh, did you hear about... There's, I think there's a story maybe a month ago about someone filmed a porno in an Australian university. Yep. Right. I follow that porn star. Right. So I'd never heard of her before, but I read this interview with her on Vice. Yeah. 
And she made this point about like sex workers. Yeah. And she said that um, I made one of my highest retweeted tweets about that. Like a, this article or yeah, about that article. Oh right. Okay. I said the decimal system was particularly dewy that day. Oh, right? Yeah. Am I right? It's always good to get a good good dewy decimal <laughs> system to joke away. She um she was talking about like because apparently she's written a thesis in gender politics and all uh-huh. this kind of stuff. Very articulate from the interview. And she was saying uh like, you know, she's often defending kind of sex workers because people say they can't have healthy relationships. Right. You know? There's no way you can do that and have a healthy relationship. Uh-huh. And she was like, but look at healthy relationships. The divorce rate is just as high. 50-50. So why- Like if you were explaining why, to someone- Why are you being so like, pious yeah. about- So this was my whole point was like, if, if I came down and I said, oh, okay, this is the system. You guys were born out of the same mother, mm. but um, you can get married and you can't. Why? Mm. Oh, no, no reason. I just like that he's into women and you're into... Like, no. That's, yeah. like, it's just completely unfair. It makes no sense at all. No sense at all. For it's a thing arbitrary. that we've agreed on that is genetic. Well, for instance, if it's a religious thing, why you're saying, no, no, no gays shouldn't get married. Right. Okay, fine. It's a religious thing because you believe there's a God in heaven right. who said this is wrong. So where is the evidence? And I'm not talking about like, you've got one document that says it. Right. It's got to be verified by another document. You've got to, like, if, you, if it was a court case. You need two sources. You need two sources. Yeah. You've, got to, you've got to, like, what's it, cross-reference or whatever it is. Right. You can't just take, otherwise Wikipedia would be right. like a reliable news source. Yeah, exactly. You, you can't, that's. The you, Bible is Wikipedia. Exactly. It's everybody's impressions there of could what be, happened. There could have been a vague. It's got uh, a lot of different editors. Exactly. It's, the stories has been passed down. You can self-edit. It's everyone's best guess. Yeah. Yeah, people and, take bits they and, like out of it and yeah. they use them out of context. And certain, certain entries are clearly written by the people that they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I think John's been updating his own page again. John, you weren't six foot three with washboard abs. <laughs> and Jesus and you didn't walk on water together. <laughs> you didn't say, come on, Jesus, it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> the lost gospel of John. <laughs> There you go. There's a yeah. Seth MacFarlane film. Right, yeah. It's about like the, the guy, it's the opposite of Life of Brian. It's a guy right. who actually taught Jesus everything he knew, but for some reason was never acknowledged. Right. Yeah, because Jesus, like, well, that's the classic story, though. He's the it? Frank Grimes that's, of the Bible. Yeah, it's the, I mean, Nirvana were acknowledged, but it's that, yeah, the person who was the inspiration for the one who then became the mainstream hit yeah, yeah, doing yeah, that yeah. thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's a story as old as time. Yeah, yeah. There was the guy who Beauty taught. Beauty the beast. There's the guy who taught Jesus everything he knows. Yeah, the cooler older brother of Jesus. Yeah. So why wasn't he, why wasn't he credited? Well, because he's like his younger brother. Like it's like. Um, oh, hang on, is this more like, like a David Cal- Spade movie? I think it's more like Cal- Bob J- Bob Christ, <laughs> right? Because it was like yeah, yeah, <laughs> twins, but they're Jesus. <laughs> Schwarzenegger, DeVito, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, that's the reveal yeah. in the trailer. Like, you see the traditional, like, the, the trailer is essentially the traditional, this Christmas. Yeah. Like, you know, this December. Yeah. You hear the dark voice and then you see, you know, see the, the, the star in the sky. You see the three wise men, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, Rob Schneider as the three wise men. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> iPhone Reitman. Directed by iPhone Reitman. He's a genius. And so they, um, yeah, the wise men get there and you, the review you see in the trailer is like, they look down and they go, he is the Lord. And then 
uh, and then it pans over and there's like a second baby. Yeah, Like yeah. a small... Yeah, a little runty one. A runty baby. Yeah, yeah. And like the three wise men are like, we didn't bring any other presents. Yeah, because yeah, I don't... So they, they give him like a lump shit of shit. Shit yeah, like a lump of horse shit. Yeah, some and then And then you do like a crossfade from the... Like you zoom in on the baby's face, crossfade, and it's Danny DeVito as an adult and he's like trying to... He's trying to like he's trying to grift some Pharisees out of oh, that yeah, money. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he's working at like a yeah, market stall. He's a small town shyster. Yeah, at a market stall. Right. Like he's trying to sell like I don't know burning bushes. Yeah. 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 It's something. Yeah. It's something that's a play on the things that Jesus would do. Yeah. Like yeah. so, he's actually like selling less bread and fish. Yeah. Than- so are you saying in this film that Jesus can actually do the miracles, or it's just his brother's bumbling that makes the impression that Jesus is doing, but Jesus isn't actually doing miracles? No, I think Jesus is like. Maybe not doing miracles. Jesus is just like the you cool know, guy, the the Arnold Schwarzenegger version. Yeah, like, yeah. So he's the superhuman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the other ones the. But is he walking on water and turning water to wine and shit? Yeah. Okay. Why not? So he's literally he's, yeah. he's Jesus. Yeah, he's Jesus. But he's got a no good brother. He's got a no good brother. <laughs> it's no good basically twin. the episode of The Simpsons where Lisa becomes president. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Bart's right. the no good brother. Yeah, he's the uh, what was Jimmy Carter's brother? And like his brother that he won't let in the and what well, and Bill Clinton's brother as well. And uh, and oh no, George W. Bush was the loser brother. <laughs> Jeb Bush that that flipped it all. Out. Jeb Bush was the heir apparent, and somehow fucking the idiot brother got in. Well, you know that they're saying that Jeb Bush might run for president next. There time. couldn't be another Bush. It might be Clinton versus Bush. Did you that? so a my, great joke. That's my thing. This is my There's thing about a- America. And I know we have a lot of American listeners. And I know that as an outsider, it's not my role to tell you what's wrong with your country. But you sell kids this dream that anyone can be president. And occasionally anyone can be president, right? Yeah. And we hook people into this horrible capitalist system where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer because we buy them into this idea that maybe one day we could be we president. Could be there too. But it's the same fucking families all the time. Yeah. Well, you got another da- idiot Bush Daily and you're going to give them a go? Daily Show made an amazing joke where they said, uh, so the next election could be Hillary Clinton versus Jeb Bush. It's glad to see democracy is spreading, you know, the roots of power. It's like the royal the same family. same fucking families. Same fucking families. Could be a third generation Bush. I know, it's ridiculous. And people think, well, yeah, the power's evenly dispersed. We're still taking lessons from a fucking... Bush. <laughs> wow. Like even, a burning bush. A burning bush. Yeah. Now that we've said burning bush, by the way, if he becomes president, I guarantee you the NSA are listening to this. Uh, do you reckon? Oh, yeah. We haven't threatened him. We said burning bush. Yeah, but that could be a metaphor. That's what people like, do. It's, he's yeah, hot. He's a hunk of, hunk of burning com- bush. Computers don't pick up metaphors. They don't pick up nuance. They just pick do, up do reckon, key words. But I thought the NSA had people listening. No, they've got computers. They're just, pick up, pick they're up just word, words. Word, so they're looking for things like come terrorism. On, how fucking or accurate can that be? Like think about Siri. Secret plan. Think about how bad Siri is. Like, Surely today, you can't be Siri. When I texted you to say I was coming around, yeah. you said, uh, I'm going to be home after 4 30. Yeah. I Siri'd it and I said, Cool, man. Um, I'll come over just after 5. And then it said, Call, man. I'll be. Able to, so are you telling me that how many misspellings, autocorrects, are going to be done with the NSA's voice recognition software? Heaps. There's a lot of ducks <laughs> getting thrown around. Oh, there's a lot of coal yeah. when people mean anal. Yeah. Well, it is great that I live in a world where I clearly, I think I often have tried to write anal and it's come up as coal yeah. and I'll get angry. The funny bit, it goes anal, it goes coal, amyl, anal. 
Right. So it's like a natural progression. Well, that's progression. normally yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they got the idea yeah. in the first place. Yeah. They, right. they had already invented AML, but one day somebody was doing predictive text and they saw coal, AML, anal, and they were like, oh, that is that does seem like the right order. I remember getting a, uh, like an autocorrect once and I don't know what word I was trying to spell, but what came up was non-lids, N-O-N-L-I-D-S. And I searched, there is no word that begins N-O-N-L-I-D-S, non-lids. What's Why the, was autocorrect saying that? Of lids. Non-lids. Yeah. Things that you can't put on top of yeah, things. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's like, don't put that. That's my cat. That's a non-lid. <laughs> don't put that on the stove. Cats are a classic example of non-lids. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, that's what but they mean. Non-lids are things that can go over something, yeah. but shouldn't be put over something. Exactly. So, for example, if Your you're- Your balls. Non-lids. <laughs> oh, God, my non-lids. Charlie, did you try to put your balls over the pot? Yes. Uh, it's a non-lid. All right, <laughs> non-lids. You know what? You should not erase any of this stuff. And by the end of however many episodes, we're going to have like a blackboard with nonsense. Yeah. We photograph it. So it. we should talk about uh, the end more and the hot woman because they've been on the board for a few weeks. <laughs> So, oh my god! All right, let's to recap, it. start with Hot Woman because that was the first one. She was well, on the plane. So uh, she was on the plane when I flew back from Australia. I flew to, back to Australia to do my shows at the Enmore. Yeah. Um. So I was sitting next to a particularly hot woman, and um, like we had a bit of a chat at the start. She was like uh, European. Mm. I'm going to say French. Yeah. Possibly not. Could French, you not tell? But, uh, look. If I had to guess, if someone said what, I would say French, yeah. but not like so French that you were like- She's I wearing a stripy shirt, a beret, a baguette. Onions she was eating play, Riding a bicycle. She was riding a bicycle. Yeah. Uh, she had several lovers. She was singing jazz. She was singing jazz and uh, doing a little bit of poetry. Smoking. She was smoking. She was letting her dog shit on the foot bath. Yeah, she was in love with a cat that didn't love her back. She was- uh, she was uh, kissing, kissing with tongues. Yeah. Uh, Notice how none of us made a surrender joke because we're respectful of our francophiles. Yeah, exactly. You know what? I get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's deep, man. Deep, man. You're one. Of, you're a cat who gets it. I'm a cat who gets it. <laughs> I love the French. I, 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 I love, man. I went to Paris for the first time last year yeah, and it's crazy. it was like... <gasps> My God. This I know is some people are like, oh, it's such a cliche. Oh, shut the fuck the up. The British really hate the French. I know. Well, why wouldn't you though? Yeah. I mean, you're so close to greatness. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't it more like, it's like, I bet you the know, anus you fucking resents the penis. No, it's more Do like. Because like, the anus is like, oh my God, I'm so close to you. Yet shit comes out of me <laughs> and you get to like stick you we in have, like. Don't we have British fans? Not many actually, to be honest. Really? No. I do. Do you? Because oh, yeah. you're soapy. Irish. Well, not soapy. I'm, I'm always very popular with the Irish. I'm oh, Like all your shows. Disproportionately popular with the Irish. Like it's you're weird. very, like you're, you are probably very popular in like the United Kingdom in ways that, because like all your shows, because you were on, 
All the shows uh, that get exported. <laughs> Blue Hillers, which yeah. people watch in the yeah, UK. I don't, know, I don't know if it really. Oh, yeah. McLeod's Daughters, which people watch. Yeah, that went a long way. Uh, you are, you were on Neighbours, which people definitely watch in the UK. Yeah. You're on Home and Away, which people watch in the UK. I bet if you walked down some streets in like the UK in places where they watch a lot of soaps, you'd be like quite a big celebrity. Well, they might not know who you were, but they would know that they knew you. Gemma and I went back to, she's from Scotland, from a little town called Kelso in the border. You could probably do some pantomimes. <laughs> Yeah, oh fuck my, the money's I would sell out in a heartbeat. Fucking right. send me some pantomimes. Yeah. I'll play Aladdin. No, I'm too old. What would I play? I don't know. What would you care? What like fairy tale would I be cast in? I'm too old to be a prince. You could be Prince Charming. No, way too old. I'm like fucking the middle age. You could be the charming. huntsman. I'd be like Fonzie in Happy Days. I'd be like that's, after a while it's like this is fable. creepy. Yeah, <laughs> why is this guy still hanging around? Yeah. No, the huntsman. You could be the huntsman. Too old, dude. For the huntsman, and all those, yeah, no, no, I'd the huntsman. No, I'd, I'd like be more like dude. I'd be more like Rapunzel's dad or some shit like that. No, no, you couldn't play. No, you know how I'd be. You could not play a. Fairy you know how I could dad. do in a pantomime yeah, if they who? did um, Little Red Riding Hood. Is she the one who gets eaten by the wolf? Yeah, I'd be the the axe man who comes in and cuts that, the wolf. Isn't that open. the huntsman? Oh, is that's it? what? Isn't that the exact person? No, because no Snow White and the Huntsman. I'm saying Little Red Riding Hood. They're two different. He's not. He doesn't appear in both. He didn't have a three picture deal. Oh, I thought it was just the same Huntsman. Not, Huntsman is from the Snow White movie. So he's an axe. In the in the but fable, isn't he a Huntsman with an axe. Isn't that his character? I don't. I just assumed it was the same Huntsman, or at least but, they were well, both is it, Huntsman. Is it, is it the same author? I mean, yeah. Whoever made up all those old news stories, <laughs> like Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah. Are they the same writer? Same relation. Oh, Tofop. I can feel a Tofop fact coming How's on. This? Um. So. Uh, the other day, Amy's. This is more a visual thing, but I can take a photo of this and put it on the Facebook page. <laughs> I know you hear zip, and he just pulls out his penis. Well, I don't know that that needs to go on the Facebook page. In fact, I think there's actually rules against that. Uh, I have this joke with Jem yes. that if you can get the timing right, you're watching a TV show, and like a character in the show says, Look, I need to show you something. If you can time it, you go zip. <laughs> It always never fails to get a laugh, but you got to time it right. It's got to be at a pause. Someone says something like, oh, there's something that's been bothering me for years. Zip. <laughs> Have you been, th- you, you should be throwing them into home and away. Yeah. And then you can do it to your own voice. Yeah. You can just like, Charlie's improvising a bit. We're loving the job he's doing, so we're letting him go. But it's you just like leaving questions wide open and then just with a <laughs> slight pause. So at home you can get your penis out. <laughs> Zip. Uh, all right, so um, in the house, more a visual thing, but the mm. other night, Amy's opening uh, the cupboard and the cupboard, from the cupboard, a, a, a plate has fallen out of the cupboard no. and it is smashed on the floor. It's a Humpty Dumpty plate. Oh, yeah. So the You've told Dump- this already. I haven't told her. Oh, maybe, maybe Amy, Amy told, Amy told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not told you. I only found out about this. I think Amy told me that last week. Yeah. But a good story. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry to take the momentum out of that. She didn't tell tell our podcast audience. No, no, no. She doesn't have her own podcast. That's why I got confused. I have heard that story. I just couldn't remember. Amy's now doing After Tofu. That's her new podcast. The the Mike Goldman Show. It's Amy and Mike Goldman. She listens to Amy and Mike Goldman do a podcast talking (laughs) Tofu. And they discuss what happened in the podcast. If there are enterprising young podcasters out right. there... Wants to do a Talking Tofop podcast? Yeah. Just 15 sure. minutes. Make it brief. Yeah. 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. No, it needs to be proportionate to the... Quality of the show, which means one minute. The length, I was going to say, <laughs> but sure. But yeah, a little five-minute, 15-minute, like sort of... Talking Tofop. Talking Tofop. That's a good idea. We're happy to put it up. Well, let's, let's hear it first. We'll hear it first. <laughs> 
bastards. Oh my god, we're asking people to take time out from their day to. No, okay. If if someone wants to do something good, we'll put it up. Just don't yeah, do good. Shit. I like that. I like that. That's good because, slippery political talk because, because good we, is an, an, an indefinite. Uh, well, we love our listeners and we don't want to turn off our audience. So it's got to be something that you think is good enough that our audience will enjoy. Dude, we recorded an episode last week. <laughs> where well, the not last week, on. an hour and a half ago. Yeah. We just checked in the break and we're that we basically had. taking the high moral ground saying, hey, if it's any good, we'll yeah. play it. After we just put something in the yeah, air. That... You we can, can hear the dogs eyes. better than us. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Talk about fucking deluded. I mean, we've learned nothing. No, it's amazing. Well, I've learned nothing. I, it is amazing how little I've learned. That's the <laughs> thing that does amaze me because, like, I'm an adult. When am I meant to get smarter? Or is this as smart as I'm ever going to be, do you think? Definitely. If anything, you're in decline. Really? Do yeah. you think that, actually, yeah. as um, knowing me? Yeah. Do you well, think I'm less smart now than I used to be? I think you are more... You're more narrow-minded, definitely. I'm more narrow-minded now than yeah, I used to Yeah, but that's not a negative thing. What but do you mean by that? Well, I think that you, when I first met you, like, and I'd say the same for myself and most people, is you, ha- you are willing to try a few different things, but now you have a more narrow focus. The uh-huh. things that you're into are what you're into. Okay. Well, so I don't know that. if that makes you dumber, but I think it makes you more, it makes you more, yeah, more narrow, more narrow in your viewpoint, less... Yeah. Less open-minded. I like to think that everyone else is wrong. <laughs> Which is about as narrow a viewpoint as you can get. I don't really think That's that. why you've never been called for jury duty. Yeah. <laughs> he's guilty, he's not guilty. They're all guilty and not guilty. They're all guilty of something, right? <laughs> we all know we're getting away with something. We've all done something we don't want people to find out about. <laughs> Mr. Anderson, this is not a courtroom. <laughs> World's worst defendant. No, world's worst witness. World's worst jury member. <laughs> <laughs> Who isn't guilty? What, you're telling me you're not guilty about something? Mr. I dress up in a wig and judge other people? Where the fuck does that come from? Well, you- Somewhere in your youth, I imagine, some domineering parent <laughs> of some kind, you always had to prove yourself. You felt like you were like on trial, so you thought, I'll be a judge and I can judge other people. I know you're fucking guilty about something, something you were doing that drove you to this sort of fucking success. What about that, judge? Mr. Anderson, this is a clothing store. You're talking to a mannequin. It's wearing a wig. Yes, mannequins wear wigs. Have you ever heard a story? Maybe Ken Knight told you. I don't know if it's true or not. But it's about a guy who went to Thailand with his girlfriend. And it's it's true. Oh, it's true. I've heard it. I've heard this story before. No. Have we talked about it? But no, no, no. It. I, was just, I was joking All about right. the idea that someone saying a guy went to Thailand with his girlfriend. Well, this story, no, apparently... Right. Cam swears it's true because yep. you know, he's, he's a friend of the guy I happened to. But he and his girlfriend in Thailand, they had they went out and took magic mushrooms. They got into an argument. So far, so good. He left the apartment yep. and went to a bar yep. and was drinking. And these two girls were smiling at him, these two local girls. Yep. And so he was smiling back at them. And then they came over and sat with him. They didn't speak any English. They didn't talk. But he was just you know, smiling at them. And then they waved to him to follow him to this next room. He goes to yeah. the next room. The Things girls, will go well. The girls will start, make, the girls start making out. Yeah, yeah. And then they call him over. And so he starts making out yeah. with the girls. And this then the girls wrong at start all. taking his clothes off. He takes his clothes off. And he's in this, having this threesome. There's a knock That's on. Also, there's, there's no knock, way this will ever go wrong. He looks up. It's his girlfriend. He's in a shop front window making love to two mannequins. What? <laughs> Now I want to believe it's true. 
Because that's a great story. <gasps> oh, my God. I so want to believe that's true. <laughs> that's a fantastic story. Yeah. I hope that's not but his stand-up or someone's stand-up. Because I don't care. I, I, I believe it happened. Yeah. I don't really care. How, why does it make my life better to know whether it happened or not? That's true. You know what I mean? It's like, plausible. Right though. now, I can believe it happened. Yeah. So, I, for, it happened. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to think that happened. The thing about it is it's just enough kind of like, I don't know, you know those stories you hear that you just think, well, there's just enough about that that makes sense. Right. I mean, it's not too far-fetched. You're in Thailand. You take magic mushrooms. Yeah. That all makes sense. Yep. Sex is readily available in Thailand. Right. You'd be unscrupulous visitor. Oh, yeah. If you were in some sort of place where Exotic like- Exotic place where there's a lot of People don't talk to you. Yeah, yeah. But will wave you into a room. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, when you were telling that story, the only thing I thought it was going to was like he was going to get mugged or robbed oh, or drugged or, or whatever. Or what, like yeah. That, yeah. So like none of what you'd said up until that point was anything that I was like, well, that <laughs> didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so why would the twist be any less credible? Right. Yeah. No, that's a good story. Well told. Thanks, Either way. Mate. Appreciate it. <sighs> Come back after a long hiatus. I've had knee surgery, been out for 18 months. People, to be honest, people doubted you could come back after that. I mean, that. the game's moved on without you. Yeah, that was like, the big question. it's a long time out of the game, you know? Yeah, that was the big question. Is he up to modern day podcasting? Yeah. Has the game moved beyond him? Yeah, but I think what I've shown is just that gritty determination, that dour right. halfback flanker. Yeah. Never goes out of fashion. Right. You need someone like that. We always need heart, mate. Yeah. Do you not, Do you need heart? Can you have a team of superstars? All fucking asshole superstars? Yes. No, I don't think so. Well, is that what the dream Mostly, team was? Well, yes, probably. And they just dominated. Mostly you need... Brazil. I think think there's a point you can get to where you're so good that it doesn't matter that none of you like each other or get along or whatever. You know, you hear of great rock and roll bands. You hear of great sporting teams where they they just... They don't care. They know that they're successful together and they just like do that one good thing together and then the rest of the time they have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. That's a good... That's good. That's work. That's fine. That's yeah. a working relationship. I mean, it's weird that people think that you have to hang out all the time. Like, you can have some other job and not hang out with the people that you work with and people don't think it's weird. I hang out with a few of the guys I work with and that does weird people out. And I used to get weirded out. Like, when I lived in St Kilda, back in like 10 years ago, you I'd see the cast of... prostitutes? No, I'd see the cast of Secret Life of Us oh, yeah. hanging out at the... Vine- have you been to Vine- you know, Vineyard? Yeah, I have. And so there's a I, bar... I like in, the Vineyard. There's a bar in Secret Life of Us, which I think was, must have been a set that must have been modelled in the Vineyard. Yeah. looked identical. So if you went out on a Monday night, you've just watched Secret Life of Us, 9th on Monday, you walk into the Vineyard, you walk in and you see Joel Edgerton and Abby Tucker talking to like, you know, and Claudia Carvin, because they used Sophie to hang Johnson. out all the time. It was weird. Like, I had a mate down from Sydney who was like, is this paid for by, like, Victorian tourism or something? Right. You keep the cast hanging out? It'd be great if you had some contract where you were still in the country pretending to solve crimes. Yeah, yeah, totally. It'd be awesome. they keep me in, like, oh, there's no Mount Thomas. Castlemaine is where Mount Thomas was based right. on. And you just have to linger. Yeah. You just have to walk into bars and stuff, and people are like, oh, my God, this is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, though? Like, you're just at up at Palm Beach, you know, fucking <laughs> like walking around having coffees and stuff. I reckon that, I mean, you've heard that there's stories. Oh, no, what's that? Have you seen that, um, you know, who Bob Crane was, the dude from Hogan yeah, Series? Have you seen Autofocus? Yeah. And so, like, Greg Kinnear. To summarise, if you don't know who Bob Crane was, he was a star of a hugely successful sitcom called Hogan's Heroes. Hogan's Heroes. Which, uh, set in the hilarious... A uh, World War II sitcom. World War, yeah. Set in a prisoner of war camp proved how wacky the nazis were but he uh he's in his real oh, life God. 
He apparently was like this fucking nymphomaniac, like a sex fiend, sex mad kind of dude, and like taping it and shit. It's a great film called Autofocus, Paul Schrader film, where Greg Kinnear plays Bob Crane, and it basically it's a very depressing film about like sexual obsession, and but it sort of goes into his later career after Hogan's Heroes had finished, and you know he he was on top of the world, number one TV star in the world, you know, like did uh, sort of like stand up tours or he toured these like comedy yep. plays and stuff, but then as his career declined, um, he still maintained the appetite of the big star in the right. sense of like, it wasn't drugs or alcohol necessarily. It was literally just sex. sex. He loved fucking people. Yeah. But at the older he got and the more, the more his star faded, he didn't adjust to that. He st- kept like, you know, wanting to pick girls up. There's right. this great scene where he's like, you know, middle-aged Bob Crane at a bar. You know, he's just done some kind of horrible gig in front of like 30 people. And he sees some kind of trashy girl sitting over in the bar. And so he says to the bartender, hey, is, uh, could you just put on, on channel whatever? And puts it on, it's Hogan's Heroes. And then he just sits there trying to look kind of inconspicuous until the girl notices him. And it is so fucking sad. Like it is so depressing because I think that's why I think like child stars, obviously why it's such a kind of uh, confusing thing because it's an, it's an addictive thing. Not that I've experienced it, but you know, you can sort of see it happen. I've seen enough of a a level to understand, you know, or I've had friends who've gone through, you know, things where it's like all of a sudden there's all this kind of adulation. If you'd had that at 16, like, I don't right. know about you, I was a very arrogant, fucking stupid 16-year-old. Stupid. If it's all the, of a sudden yeah. someone had given me, like, a good income, I could get into bars, no question, people would take care of me with drinks, girls seemed to like me. Right. But then after a while you leave the show and then all of a sudden people don't quite know you and you right. start looking a bit different and you don't look like, because you're not getting your hair cut every week to look like the character on the show. That would be a very confusing thing, you know. That could be because you like people convince you they like you because you like. People always say, "I don't like you because you're on the show." I just like you. Yeah, and everyone's telling you that you're great. Well, you found that when you went to the states, right? Where all of a sudden people were talking to you without knowing you, right? And so, like, oh, hang on a sec. Like, more people used to talk to me back home in Australia because they liked me, right? Like, I'm not interesting at all. That's what you found out. I, I love it. I uh, this. I love it. It's. I love it too much. Almost. I love the idea. Like I. I didn't realize because I've been very lucky, and part of it's been through my own design. But I've never really tried to court things that mean that I. I never really wanted anyone to know who I was, other than because of my job. Yeah. Like I need people to know who I am so I can have my job. But I didn't want people just to randomly know who I was and not like me for no reason. Yeah. And. Uh, but so I didn't really think that like it like that it was part of my life that people knew who I was. But then I went to America and no one knows who I am, and yeah. it's so fucking relaxing. Yeah, yeah of course. Like I love imagine. it. You know, it's how long, how long have we been, how long have we been talking? Because uh, we started talking about the hot woman. <laughs> now we're talking about fame. We didn't even. We tried to. How long have we been talking? Twenty six minutes. I have to go. You have to go. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all we got is she's a French woman or maybe she's not and somehow that led on to the English hate the French we're, we're terrible we have a fucking blackboard and we cannot stay on topic well no it's more like a through line it's like a series arc 
It is. It's, it's like yeah, little it's the, clues. It's the overarching. People will start writing blogs and stuff. Who is the hot woman? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. does she mean? Why did she come up this many times? Yeah. There must be a reason behind it. There must be it. a reason behind What do those numbers woman? mean on Lost? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It'll all be cleared up by the end of this podcast. Yeah, I'm so not, sorry, everyone. Not this one. I, Charlie has the go. I started laughing halfway through Will's last story because I realized that the whole point of this podcast is to address oh, the first issue. That's fine. But I actually have to go because yeah, uh, no, Charlie has to go. My brother's minding my dog. Uh, on Facebook uh, rate it on iTunes or wherever you listen to it thanks for listening uh, we'll talk to you again soon I'm Charlie Clawson I'm Will Anderson see ya <laughs>